0: The Super Bowl finally did it. It honestly might have made people watch whatever the MMA card was from Saturday. And proving its type of verbal tap, we may or may not have showed fighting not always as easy to catch up with from outside the cage. I was doing commentary. Rap was watching grappling events. The Rams couldn't score, can point after the trace, which means Whatever. I'm Kevin, your host. With me, of course, Asparza. As Rapp. How are you doing? Let's start Super Bowl. How are you doing post that LA display?
1: No, oh, fuck you, Tom Brady. Just oh, come on. It okay? I'm fine. And yeah, it hurts a little. And uh, here's where my issue is, Kevin. So, I don't really put the Super Bowl in a way that's supposed to hurt, hurt level of pain. You know, me not winning an Oscar would hurt a lot. But I'd be like, oh, dope, it's an Oscar. Be like, Raph, would you ever want to win a Super Bowl? No, there's no, I don't care. But I would love for my city to win one. That would be great. So, it was a little bit harmful to watch cbs because they telecast terribly but they definitely were (laughs) doing their local version of the news at a place that's no more than a mile away from me called big wangs if that gives you an indication of the type of place that they went does okay so at this place they have dozens of places you can go but they went to big wangs (laughs) and every person there looked like you showed them they had Their grandma shot it right in front of their face. So we're talking Cholas and Cholos crying. And I was like, where are these Chola and Cholos? Because I don't see them that regularly out in my neighborhood. But dope to know that's where they're going to (laughs) go. And lots of blue and gold crying. And I thought to myself, I'm just kind of bummed. I'm not really crying. And even as a football fan, you think, well, maybe it could have been a fun game. Maybe if it was a way more entertaining. Nope. Super tense and super tepid and wasn't a super great game for anybody until maybe, what, the third or fourth quarter? Fourth. It was, uh, yeah. It 3-3, three, yeah.
0: three. I think, at one point. And I couldn't tell you when the Rams finally <laughs> got the old field goal to tie it up and really... I mean, I'm, I'm old-fashioned. I like watching people kick the ball down the field and people not do anything with it. That's,
1: that's how I uh, value a good few hours. Kev, yeah, they're all about high scoring in the NFL. You know that. So I, uh, I had some difficulty in, in watching it. I did see one joke, and maybe this is where we should segue uh, to the other aspect of the Super Bowl that was very interesting. But somebody said, at halftime, So you mean to tell me that I paid $3,000 for one field goal and a Maroon 5 concert? No, thank you.
0: (laughs) I I actually put down in the over-under column the Adam Levine of opponents. So check out our other podcast coming (laughs) later about uh, over-under for UFC 234. Showed both his nipples, Raph.
1: Double standard.
0: Especially since he showed both of them, took his shirt off. Not a big deal, but I just can't help but remember a certain person that got nearly kicked out of the music business because Justin Timberlake showed her titty on national television.
1: It's one of those things where they said, you know what? You're out of showbiz. You're out of showbiz. Just get out. And the worst part is, you think to it, it it's like, she had a really good run of number one hits and all these things. They're like, nope, not interested. Meanwhile, Adam Levine keeps bringing more jackets to take off. He brought out three jackets. And I think there was somebody who put up a meme that's kind of relating to Rick and Morty where people go, this Maroon 5 halftime sucks. And it's just Adam Levine as, I believe it's Morty. And just putting up his top and just being like, do I just take this off now? Is that what does that work for you guys? Because it did look like he got a little desperate to the point where when they were getting to their shitty songs, and let's be very clear, I never wanted them to do the halftime. Ghost is alive. But when they got to the point when they were singing "Moves Like Jagger, which is a huge hit for them, and he's looking around like, do you guys want me to take off my shirt? Will that be cool? And people were like, no, dude, you'll never be cool. We're so – we don't like you. But here's the thing I thought about when I did watch the halftime because I actually – I was watching the Heat, uh, a.k.a. WWE Heat, put together a 20-minute presentation that was beautifully done, new talent. It was a great showcase for them. But I also had Maroon 5 because I said, you know, I've said how much I've hated this. I at least have to hate watch it to see this thing through. And there's a moment when they get to a song called She Will Be Loved. And it's a very slow adult contemporary song. You, you, you have to sing it more like a chipmunk. Because that's the key is with a, a good Adam Levine impression is she will be there. It's like anything that your voice isn't supposed to do, do that. And that's him. So when he's singing that, they give everybody these lanterns that are supposed to fly in the sky but the way it looks on TV, and I don't know if you felt this, but I go, is the Super Bowl breaking up with us? Because it felt like a dude getting broken up with. I go, oh, God, this is weird. I don't really need this in my life right now. That was a real big downer. You had
0: way more time to reflect on how it felt before the drones kicked in. And I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, those are drones. huh." <sighs> Oh my God. Was anyone else? Like <laughs> we all looked around <laughs> like, was that the robot empire? No. Woo. <laughs>
1: we're fine. So the dumbest part of this whole scenario is <clears throat> the show's terrible. The Super Bowl's terrible. I'm making Adam Levine memes. It's, you know, it's one of the things where people were telling me that they were enjoying me going bat shit and putting up posts, which is nice. Um, But Kev, I didn't know how much it truly stung to lose to the Patriots until Tom Brady did it to my town. And then I just – it felt hurtful. It felt spiteful. And then there were a lot of times when I kept thinking like, how do we get him back? Like what do we do to him? Because there's a moment when Giselle was on the TV screen and I think it's Jim Nance that just goes – Well, you know, Giselle's there, and she knows how much this means to Tom. And I go, no, it doesn't. This is another fucking Sunday to them. They have enough. The idea that Giselle's
0: paying attention is hilarious. It's like Giselle came here for the nachos and a spritzer, (laughs) and she's not interested in your bullshit. (laughs) She's in like... Would you retire, Tom? For fuck's sake. What do you need to prove? It's like, uh, I need six. Well, you've got six. Well, it's not biblical, honey. Like I've got to go back for one more year. He's gonna be doing this till he's fifty nine. it's gonna be like it's not her, it's me. And she'd be like, Yeah, bullshit. Look, I'm not predicting Tom Brady's mm. retirement will take a hit because he's still working. I'm just saying, Yeah, it's tough. Especially when he gets the phantom calls. The phantom calls are my favorite of the Patriots calls. They got one before D Ford went off sides. Before all that, the Patriots were like third and eight. And a Chiefs player waved its hand in front of Tom Brady. They're like, that's a foul. It's like, well, we don't have fouls. Well, it's roughing the passer. Then you do not go near Tom Brady. And you got one right out the gate. You guys got the fastest Tom Brady call of 2019 for sure.
1: You Okay, so I've had this joke in the queue for a long time. But I decided to finally pull the trigger on it, which is flag on the field. Rams are doing too good. Advance the ball 15 yards. First down Patriots. Because sometimes they just get those calls where you go, Wait, why? that happened very suddenly. We're not. Ch- what was the call? And they go, yeah, he was offside. And I go, was he? Can we see the footage? And CBS goes, yeah, sure, here's the replay. And then they don't show the part. They just go, and go. So anyway, listen.
0: I'm not saying that's 1,000% what
1: happened. How are they going to find the replay? But it's the, how it feels.
0: How are they going to find the replay? They had all those fast action <laughs> passes to catch up the field for. It's not like the game was going slower and simultaneously faster than any other super bowl in history what a boring even the mma fans are like look i know we moved to espn and none of us know if damian maya fought but we're not that bad
1: yeah and it reflected it was a low rated super bowl so womp womp here's an interesting fact though kev did you know that on the out they call it the lead out show or the show after the super bowl it's a show called world's best so they have Drew Barrymore, RuPaul and Faith Hill as judges. It's essentially a world's version of America's Got Talent. Okay? Did you know that they actually have individuals who represent different countries on there? And that one individual MMA star was I believe representing Brazil. Do you know who that MMA star was who was picked? Oh my god. It wasn't BJ Penn, right? It's me. It's normal.
0: That's me. Who is that? I don't know. It's Anderson Silva. Oh,
1: oh, okay. Okay. So Anderson Silva was picked and he was the first person who they talked to as like a talking head sort of segment in the show. And I thought, that's pretty cool. Like, that's huge for us because they refer to him as an MMA fighter on there. And I, I just couldn't help but think what a great moment that the minute after the Super Bowl ended. The lead-out show. One of the first people you see on there is Anderson Silva. So for a split second, people said, "Who is that guy again?" At your family's parties, and that's a great opportunity to be like, "MMA is great. Can I talk to you about that?" And then you can sound like a missionary trying to recruit them.
0: I we would like. I, hold on. <laughs> yeah, go we ahead. We're struggling with the audience. <laughs> Try not to sound like a missionary when you're recruiting people, and uh, this is a great time to talk about our friends at NorthSouthJiuJitsu.com. I thought I'm, I thought about them a lot this weekend when I watched the grappling round robins and the tournament going on because the secrets out top level mm. grapplers are wearing North South. It's a matter of underwear engineered for hygiene, comfort, and durability. The three most important things to jujits to a jujitsu fighter. Free shipping on orders over eighty dollars. US and Canada, thirty day money back guarantee. Go on over to NorthSouthJiu Jitsu.com, treat yourself and your hips to something a little bit more active. Do not forget to head over to Proven Nutrition, find their core drink, get your focus, get your natural ingredients, get your one hundred percent. Biodegradable packaging. www.provennutrition.com, and I know you're thinking, yeah, I know about the www. Look, I'm just being thorough. It's about professionalism.
1: He didn't say HTTP colon backslash backslash www. Thank you, Raf.
0: Thank you for Jesus. my back on this. He's right, though. I didn't. So stay focused, stay proven. Head on over to provennutrition.com, Raf. There were fights this weekend for sure, but which ones did you watch? Because I was at the Ultimate Absolute, happy to talk about that, watch some awesome fights, but you, it was either Kasai or ESPN, but there's no way you were able to, like, take them all in, right?
1: No, and in fact, adding one more complication to it all, I was actually at an event called Fighters Rep, and it was a Muay Thai and kickboxing show, so I was taking photos for that. I will tell you a quick little story that I think tells us the era we're now in, Kevin. So I'm driving in my car over to uh, Seal Beach for Fighters Rep. And it's right about the time when the main event is happening or the main card is happening for ESPN+. Plus. So you feel very excited that you can watch these things now on your phone. And if you recall, the first event on ESPN+, I had some difficulty with the stream. So while in the car, just basically off my own wireless plan or whatever you want to call it, or your cell phone plan, my data was working great with it, Kevin. I was sitting there going, man, I just watched this first fight and it was amazing. This is actually going really well. I said out loud to myself in this car and then it froze. So that may be the new realm of watching fights that we may enter because trying to do my job – while going to cover fights, I was definitely doing my best to keep up on all the current fights that were going on at ESPN.com plus whatever minus p- backslash H-T-T-L-P of whatever. And I couldn't do it. And it made me so fucking mad and frustrated that I'm, I'm actively trying to do it. And then it just stalled out. And I said, this is my own fault because here I was thinking to myself, this is going great. Oh, this is so good. I'm so. Uh... No, it's not, it's not your fault. There's nothing you can do in this situation. I don't know, but it just—it feels like it feels like it's trying to tell me something, Kevin. It's—it feels like it's trying to be like, Graph, take this one off." And I said, "No, I want to know what's happening." So that was rough. Anyway, let's talk some of the fights because I did see some of them. I didn't see all of them, so if I. Miss one or two. Shut up. But let's talk about the fact that Damian Maya. it's great to see him back in the win column.
0: Wins again. Yeah. And I, how did I not know he was fighting? Like, I feel like I'm paying attention-ish. Is this an ESPN thing? Are they hiding the commercials?
1: Going to ESPN right now. I think part of it is... I was surprised, too, because I normally keep an eye out for Damian Maya, But I think normally when he's on a major pay-per-view, you definitely know he's fighting.
0: Not on ESPN's headline pages at all. Nor is MMA in their top five or seven searches. Just headed headed to the next page. Just saying.
1: Well, it's blatant disrespect for a person who is a championship
0: contender. Can I please Mm -hmm. go through the headlines for you right now? Morris submits Austin Seo, then taunts Dillashaw. Cool. Home vs. Lad bout removed from UFC 235. Good news. UFC fighter facing two murder charges captured. That's good. The captured part, otherwise. Aldo not changing my mind on retiring. Cool. Fan favorite LeBeau granted release. Ex champ Verdum to ask for a release from UFC. Cool. Source: VanderLord asked for. Those are your fucking highlights usp espn did you're saying damian maya one of the most popular fighters internationally domestically anywhere fought Mm. and i can't find a headline about his fight anywhere no great no no we're fine it's this isn't about the world the worldwide sports
1: network it's going to be a bumpy relationship for a little bit. It's going to take some adjusting. It's going to take a lot of ESPN going, what is this again? And why are we? Uh, all right, fine.
0: Who's Damien Mia? Ooh, Damien Mia. Damien Mia? Who, what's his name? It's like
1: Damien Maya. Hmm. Uh, so it doesn't help when he beats uh, Lyman good as opposed to Lyman bad. Uh, <laughs> that guy sucks he really does suck. When he defeats him in a short amount of time, like a one round within a couple minutes sort of a deal. And you know, there's been a couple memes that have gone around calling Damon Maya backpack because when he does get on your back, it just sucks and this was like a standing finish for a rear naked choke. So, yeah, it sucks. Jose Aldo back in the wind corner. Very happy for him. Ooh. It was really dope to see. Um You know, he seems to be signaling the tail end of his career and, again, in the Conor McGregor sweepstakes when he's not at the Super Bowl bringing his child, which I believe is a security risk. Or if you read some headlines this week, avoiding a DNA test, which, I don't know, Kev, he might have had an illegitimate child. Could you ever believe that?
0: One, no, because I hate the term illegitimate. But I, I do fully believe he had a child out of wedlock, if you're curious. <laughs> what are my
1: opinions on that fall? I just want to yeah. let you know. It's either that or calling the kid a bastard, which I think in the Game of Irish. Realm. Yeah, but when you call a kid a bastard and you do it in that real like Irish bro, it makes it sound like, this kid's a bastard. And it's like, oh, that's that's a lot to put on a kid. At least call me illegitimate. That's fine. So it, it's a it's a tough choice to make.
0: For a car, uh,
1: it's an easy
0: choice to make. Own your Irish <laughs> integrity. There is so much to be found in the world of fucking. Look, Tiger Woods went from, oops, someone swung a golf club at my car, to I'm golfing Trump. You know? Anything's possible.
1: And who knows? It's one of the Just weird parts Just a couple where... of
0: guys great at being in marriage... <laughs> Playing golf. Mm.
1: That pettiness felt good. I just like the that fact that good. when when that article came out, I didn't really repost it on our thing. We try not to really get into the, the, the super gossip aspects of, of people's lives and whatnot. Um, I think bringing it up now is with respect that, Kev, I don't know that we're seeing the last of this. But. We'll see. Anyway, Connor was at the Super Bowl. Good for him. But he did tweet out that he wants to fight back in Brazil, which does lead us to believe. Does he want to fight Jose Aldo again? I think he loves the way that the, the passion is coming from those fans. But I'll tell you, we saw that fight. I really would like to go on the Cowboy's Brown way. That's just my personal preference. If you want to put both of them in Brazil – that's interesting. Just seems like a weird missed opportunity for somewhere else. Like nothing says like the Brazil's assing. best. Oh, I like,
0: yeah. Donald Cerrone. I just, I just, Donald Cerrone is going to be in the newest version of UFC. It's where they fight on a
1: trampoline in the middle of a lake.
0: Look out. People are going to get murdered, but it's going to be fun. It'll
1: be a good one. So anyway, those were your big highlights. Um, If you guys want to look at light heavyweight, Johnny Walker had a destructive spinning back fist with punches. Charles Arovera got a really amazing Anaconda choke. Um, Also elsewhere on the card, Marcus Perez defeats Anthony Hernandez with another Anaconda choke, which was definitely uh, a big favorite over into Brazil that day. So that card was okay. If you can watch it while you can but very disappointing. So that's what I got on that side. Kev, tell us a little bit about uh, what you were doing on Saturday. It's never been made
0: clear to me, but it started with a <laughs> dinner. that got very out of hand with my parents and steak 37, a restaurant that doesn't fill up their beers all the way. doesn't matter. Raf, this should be an ESPN 30 for 30, but what if I told you Travis Conley built a stage upon which the fighters fought. He did. And it was fantastic. I have photographic evidence of them building the stage. Alex Huddleston fought John Hansen. That's an Easton Castle Rock BJJ versus an Axios in Omaha BJJ match. And we're talking about 600 pounds of fighter. I mean, 400 pounds of pure thigh. Fighting on the stage, it stood up. I had an absolute blast. Ezra Lennon, who was on this podcast just a few weeks ago, fought Carlos Dallas, whom I thought people will call. I was like, I was calling him Carlos Dalia because apparently that's what Jason Bercher said to me once. He was like, oh, yeah, this sounds like what I would say. I was like, got it. Carlos Dallas, whom I have trained with. I've never fought in this environment because he would murder me. But mm. fights Ezra Lennon. Able to stave off his attacks in terms of defensively, but was getting advanced upon. And that's the difference when you're fighting that type of fighter. Ezra was absolutely insane. Isaiah Wright fought Raf, and he is an absolute blast. I know that's someone we've chatted about before and we've watched before. I got to call the ultimate absolute at Harris Casino in Kansas City and it was packed again, sell out crowd. A lot more people on the stream this year and they put more into the stream with the stage, the lights, the camera work was better. And I got to hang out with our friend Octavio. Yes. He just as
1: happy and as lovely as always. Hey fool, like um when you put on your headphones like like talking to it. <laughs>
0: I did have several arguments with him. Mm -hmm. where at multiple points he wrote a note that just said uh matt fox was in the fights last year and i was like dynamite drop in from off-site production (laughs) octavio octavio also wouldn't let me on commentary Raph during the free streaming fights i was like let me do commentary he's like i don't think we need it right now it's like Give me the mic, Octavio. I need to be on. on. He was like, no one's watching. I was like, they would be. And then got my phone out and started Facebook living it to
1: prove a point. And over 18 people were watching. Just saying. Oh, wow. So uh, this is is good. I'm (laughs) glad to see when two of my collaborators work and I'm not there to be the peacemaker or the instigator, depending on, I guess, your interpretation of what I do. This is interesting because a lot of the times I feel like you and Octavio arguing about these people, nah, fool, I won't let you commentate. It's like, but I want to. Nah, fool, you got to get through me. And then when you get through me, you got to figure out what these buttons do. So good luck with that. So I I don't know. I was tickle peek because Octavio really is like when you are in the thick of it, he's a big, big help and a big asset. So I'm very glad that you guys uh, he saved uh, I wanna hold on, I wanna talk about that.
0: I want to talk about him being a big asset. He saved the country and he saved America briefly. It's about time. Seconds before the the card starts, they sing the national anthem. And they have someone there to sing it live. And right before we get a nod from people going up on stage, we're like, hey, do you guys have an American flag? Octavio and I are, I'm not going to say we're the last people that would just be casually carrying around an American flag, but we're among two of the 50 last people you would want to ask that question to. And then it quickly occurred to us, it was like, you mean like on the screen? He goes, yeah, yeah. We're like, yeah, we can do that. It's going to be 30 seconds. He's like, you have 15 and runs up stage. I have never seen Octavio work faster or better save America. When at the 19 second marker, the flag illuminated onto the screen, 11 seconds
1: faster than quoted
0: saved America. It's
1: pretty impressive. My friend, um, there was one thing I did want to ask though you okay obviously Isaiah Wright big friend of the show so I'm very glad that you guys got to do an interview and that he had a great showing <clears throat> but I want to go back to Ezra because Ezra was on uh our show uh would you say that his match was like well how would you describe his match was it bad or was it it was a good match. It was 10 minutes. Uh oh. It was good. Oh. <laughs> I, I,
0: I actually wasn't expecting for you to drop Ezra. The, um, the uh, 30s. What's the third day of Ezra? What's the. Hold on. Damn it. It's better, better than, than Ezra. Ezra the there it is. Actually. I said third
1: day of Ezra. So here's the reason why I have to do this callback and why it pains me so. Oh, uh oh. I get. These moments on the show where I say, I think this will be funny. Let's do that instinctively. Let's let's go and commit to this. And sometimes they just pop in my head. What really upsets me, though, is when I do the joke on the show and then I'm maybe walking somewhere a week later and it's still stuck in my head. So the song that I bring up on the show is still stuck in my head. And I go, guys, I don't think you understand how much I sacrificed for the show. This song has been played on repeat just to get it out of my head. A number of times for the past two weeks and then i asked kevin i go kev you know that song better than ezra's good and he's like yeah it's been stuck in my head since you did it too and i go oh no i did it to both of us so now i have to do it to you guys so you're welcome
0: uh, w- oh ezra's <laughs> <But it's> fan <laughs> effing tastic by the way he also had his mm-hmm. son he's like seven Aww. months old just there to watch his dad fight, and it was really cracking me up at the weigh-ins. So both fighters crushed it. A really good fight to watch. Ezra won, as he frequently does. He's uh, quite skilled at jiu-jitsu. He's very good. He's very good. And it was a fun—I mean, overall, the night, just massive success. So uh, huge thanks to Blue Corner. Huge thanks to the Ultimate Absolute, Travis Conley. Octavio is a blast to work with. Ethan Day— I really enjoyed myself, Raf. Jason Bercher jumped on the jumped on the mic and of course you and I had some notes, discussions about some things I could improve upon, some things I could make into action, and I got some really good feedback from family watching, people that had watched the last few years. I even got some feedback about the Facebook lives that were going on Friday, which as you know was me going against my nature.
1: It was like Yeah. Yeah, okay. Kev does not like doing that.
0: I can Facebook Live this. I can do this, and I, I'll be my own cameraman. <laughs> I heard Octavio was going to be there. He was not. It didn't quite arrive yet. So, but a fantastic event, and uh, you know, it's about learning things and getting better. And I now have about eight hours of commentary under my belt. Learned a lot. Learned even more, and had a blast. Fights were fantastic. So,
1: can't. Complain. I want to make it also very clear that Kevin was just asking for like concepts of notes. Just the way that you described that at the very beginning sounded like before you were about to go on air that I like go, Kev, we need to have a chat.
0: <laughs> that was that was not how that was.
1: I no, just no. To make it clear,
0: I clear. asked Raph, hey, do you have some notes, some things? And I did,
1: but I, I really want to make it clear that I wasn't like, all right, fuck face, before you get on there, don't embarrass the show, number one, Okay. Number two. It's like oh, Remember, don't embarrass me. Bar.
0: Okay. Well that's <laughs> that's something I should pay attention to. The show. Okay, Ralph, got it. But you it was more important. <laughs> but it was uh it was a fantastic night and I had a really good time. Did you by chance get mm. to watch any of the Kasai? Because it wasn't like I was obviously working, you were working. So yeah. we all kind of came out of this. All I saw is that Gordon won by points. That's all I
1: got. By one point. Oh, one point. <laughs> <Bitch>. And <clears throat> to be very clear, not just one point, uh, but Yao, who he was facing, uh, or Rocha, whoever you want to say it. Uh, <sighs> there was some folks who was saying that Rocha passed, or Rocha passed his legs, and that person was Yao. Like, he was very angry that he didn't get passing points. I don't know that you can make that assumption. Uh, Apparently, Gordon did sustain a little bit of a knee injury and was still able to make it through the match. So that's great. I hope that he's okay. I do wonder, Kevin, now, because he said that his knee got fucked up in the middle of a transition during part of their match. He's supposed to be doing slap boxing or slap jitsu Gordon at the end of the month. Yeah, Lordy. he's supposed to be doing that that uh, combat jujitsu jitsu fight night and there may or may not be. I don't have any substantiated parts of this at all. However, if someone tells me that their knee hurts three weeks before my event, I'm concerned. Allegedly. There is a rumor that says that Gordon and Verdum are both out, which oh. would be very bad for that card.
0: That would be bad. That would would do it.
1: Then we're talking just a super fight between, what, Josh Barnett and Rustum. That's just like, well, whoever wins this wins. So good luck.
0: Yeah, it's fun. It's not as fun as advertised, which is the tough part about these types of injuries. But we'll we'll keep you monitored. We're not ones to overreact when people say things are going well. We're good at that.
1: Yeah. So anyway, I don't know. Again, I have nothing to prove. I have no sources on this really. Um, But it is a way of making you guys I think start to brace for the worst. Um, At the very least, there should be some concern with somebody saying my knee hurts when they need to compete at a very high level with people who are very heavy. And I know there's one thing, Kev, maybe you can tell me this. If you have to butterfly sweep me and it's me, um, that's a lot of lifting that you have to do no matter what. No lie. We're talking. So. Get your leg presses in. Yeah.
0: Raph. Yes. That's it for the people, right? They, they're they informed now. We've
1: caught them up on our grappling in our weekend. <laughs> we did. I did want to tell you a couple quick little headlines uh, yeah. so that we can close this out. Um, there was a really strange press conference that happened for the UFC last week. Okay. Okay. So somewhere in the middle of this press conference, Ben Askren was uh, getting confronted. He looked like a giant dweeb during all of it. He's just terrible on the microphone. However, he wasn't the worst part or the most awkward part as he normally is used to being when he's saying words. Do you know what the most awkward part was? What? When he sang My Heart Will Go
0: On by Celine Dion and he made everybody
1: watch the whole thing? Uh, I wish. Also, I just knocked something over, so my apologies. Hey, here's what happened. So during the presser, somebody asks, like, hey, how come Holy Home, an Aspen lad, is off this card? You know, they're not here. Why are they not here today? The bald father looks over to Press Row and the audience and says, Yeah, fight's not fucking happening. Next question. Meanwhile, Press Row Hi, follow-up. Can we get some specification as to why that's not happening? It's just not happening. Are they going to be on this card still? No, neither of them are fighting on this fucking card. Any other questions? Yeah, a few because they're not here. And this is the first we're all hearing about this. (laughs) In the awkward silence that ensued Kevin. was The best moment was when Dana White, after kind of answering... And I said, kind of emphasis. Goes, well, that sucked the energy out of the room. And it's like, yeah, dude, because you didn't explain why. And lo and behold, maybe about an hour and a half later, we get an update, Kev, that Holly Holm is next in line, reportedly, to fight Amanda Noons. Whoa, that's huge. That is huge. But it begs the question, why? <laughs> Not that we have anything against Ollie Holm, but are we really that hard-pressed to find anybody to challenge her? And, oh, God, it's just... It's weird. So it was, like... It was already a weird press conference. Askren was talking for far too long. There was terrible trash talk. John Jones actually seemed fine in his explanation of, like, this is normal. This is fine. And I even think... Anthony Smith was just like, Yeah, I just kinda want to fight you guys. It was a weird press conference, but I thought that I should relate that much to you. <clears throat> One other thing that came from that presser is that Dana White says that John Jones and the Daniel Cormier trilogy should happen now.
0: Yeah, I did actually see that. Um, all right.
1: Well that's sad. Is it gonna he didn't mention which weight class it would have in that. Um, well, I think that's where the whole contention is still happening. Uh, you know, obviously Daniel Cormier wants to keep it a heavy. And of course, John Jones says, oh, that seems a little more for him. Um, so there, there is that there's also just in case we want to make sure we didn't gloss over the Dana White news. Dana White said that, yes, he will fight Oscar De La Hoya.
0: I actually saw that also and was like,
1: awesome. <clears throat> Would you like to hear the full quotation? Because we had somebody call us. Or I don't know if they're calling us or the people who wrote it. I just always assume it's at our expense. But they're like, um, this is some clickbait bullshit. <laughs> okay. And I'm like, first of all, I didn't write it. But second of all, when I read this to you, I think it'll explain. So I'm going to read it in Dana White. Okay. Yeah. Listen, Oscar called me out. He's an idiot. When you're a moron like he is, yeah, you have to fight. Yeah, I'll fight Oscar De La Hoya. <laughs> now, Kev, is that where the quotation ends? No way. There's just no way that's But, but why? Why would why would that could... Considerably, go on any further. We have a definite answer right there. Dana White will fight Oscar De La Hoya. There's nothing more to qualify here. He just
0: wouldn't go that quickly. He just wouldn't go that quickly.
1: Okay, here we go. Not boxing, though. He added, clarifying that this ridiculous fight would have to occur in the cage under the MMA rule set, not boxing. Normally, when these types of challenges go out, I'll say I'll box him. I'm not boxing Oscar De La Hoya. So the person on there was saying, that's a clickbait thing on our part or whoever's part and i said no he he said he will fight him (laughs) those are his words however he did clarify that it would not include just a boxing fight into that context so yeah dana's all good on being that dumb and saying like fight me in the cage you dummy and you know how bad it got kev that person who posted it up actually deleted their comment which makes me believe it's very rare that somebody on the internet does a oops my you know i'm gonna i'm gonna take this out of here okay bye everybody sorry to interrupt it's very rare (sighs) anyway so i think that would do it i just want to also tell you guys a couple little small things Obviously, the Holly Holm thing is weird. I would say if you are looking for anything from Kasai, go look at uh, Canuto's finish. Um, Kev, he is all over Andre on this one. And not only all over him, but finishes with a really savage-looking heel hook that made my knee hurt a lot. So look for that. Um, Last kind of update... GSP auctioned his belt for $55,000, and now it's in a National History Museum.
0: Jesus. Why?
1: Oh. um, You know, I don't know. Maybe he's hard up for the cash, or I don't know. But mm-hmm. this was, of course, earlier in the week. Uh, we had another uh, fan correction attempt, which was Michael Bisping said that apparently he heard Tyrone Woodley say that – or is it Rashad Evans that the, their belts that they get their title belts run as high as 300 K <laughs> and Marshall was like, there's no way they would give you a title that's worth more than your actual purse that you get. And I was like, Ooh, those sounds like challenging words to the UFC. So don't tempt them. Don't give them any reasons. But the next thing you know, you see GSP being like, I will sell mine for 55 K a museum. And Marshall comes in and is like, see, I told you. And I was like, you didn't tell me, dick. You're telling Bisping. Direct your shit to him. Because Marshall was like, you're telling me this. I was like, I'm not saying anything. I'm literally reposting what Michael Bisping says. If you are buying into it, that is on you for believing Michael Bisping. You can read. I know that. Oh, and your moment of zen. Steven Seagal chimed in on the UFC 229 brawl. And he said, yeah, I would have done the same thing that Khabib did.
0: Well, that's helpful. It's like, so I want you, you to
1: know Steven. that this giant whale of human being would have jumped off that cage after
0: Dylan Dennis as well. Well, the cage would have had a different opinion. <laughs>
1: so that's that's the news i got for you sir
0: that'll do it for us tonight here at verbal tap i'm kevin thank you for listening it's time for some well before we do that I'll, we'll do yeah. some shout outs hey to the ultimate absolute crew travis conley jason bircher casey bjj and all the many people interviewed along the way ethan day was fantastic octavio Villanueva,
1: and the better part Thanks, of the whole family that'll do it for me ref I want to go ahead and shout out Valley Martial Arts Center. Let's shout out uh, LA Jiu-Jitsu Club. There are no uh, Wednesday class this week. But uh, Tuesdays and Thursday are over Explosive Fit at 1130. And then Friday is going to be back at the house at 8 a.m. I also want to give a big, 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 big shout out to our good friends at 10th Planet Van Nuys. Um, There's the thing, kids. I didn't get credentialed for ADCC. Apparently they only have four people who are going to be doing photography for that. I will be there probably. I just won't be interviewing anybody, which is truly a shame. And I don't really understand the point of it uh, in terms of not credentialing people. Uh, But rest assured, Flow Grappling will handle all of the interviews. So if you guys are looking for very short out-of-context interviews, they have you covered. Um anyway if you are in town and you are looking for places to train i know many people are are coming in from all over for adcc feel free to get in touch with me i'll try and match you guys up as best as i can um i know it's a crazy time i know it is super last minute whenever people get out here but the sooner you get in contact with me the easier i can help make your stay i think (sighs) i don't promise because I so often, Kev, like the day before a like a major event, I always get somebody who goes, hey, Raf, where's a good place to train? I'm like, it's 9.30 on Friday. The answer is nowhere. Anyway, um, so very much looking forward to everybody competing at that. I, I very much hope to see some great competition there. And um, if you do see me, come say hi. Always going I mean, apparently now I have the time to talk to you guys. I don't got an excuse to be doing other shit. So, uh, I will very much be happy to say hello. Um, if you have babies, that's fine. I'll You know, do the whole like sign their jerseys. Um, what do, like, Kev, What am I supposed to do? Am I am I charging for personal appearances now? We should be. Just okay, that's what. I'm, yeah, that's what I'm gonna start doing. Uh, autographs are ten bucks a pop and the like, and a selfie is definitely twenty five because I put a lot of work into that. And for 100 bucks, I might lose to you in the WWE BJJ match. So we'll see. And I want to thank everybody at Friars Rep. Thank you guys for bringing uh, myself, my sister. We took some photos. If you guys want to see them, go to Kid A Photography on Facebook and Kid A Photo. They should be up within the next three days. We had an amazing time. They could not be nicer to us, and we saw some some great, great fights. And I want to give a personal shout-out to our good friend Labib, who won his fight. It was immaculate. Big shout-out to my good friend Jordan and uh, all of the good friends from 10th Planet Van Eyes. It is always good to see you guys out there competing. And to all of our extended family and friends who uh, come over and say wonderfully nice things whenever I am reporting live and on site. And that is going to do it for me. That'll do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I am Kevin. Thank you for listening. Good night and good night. The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... Please note, the new number is